Boys. And welcome back to Crash, Crash on, on My, my couch. couch. I'm Arden. And I'm Will. And let's get to getting. Let's I, do it. And let's get to getting. Let's get lit. Let's yeah, get lit. lit. That's L G L. Let's get crickety crickety crazy. I think you said wickedicka, and I really like that. I heard wickedicka. And I think that's good. I think that should be the new thing we all yeah. aspire to say in that moment. Um, good morning, guys. There's an airplane immediately right when we start recording. But you know what? That's not going to bother We're me. We're just going to roll with the punches. Yep, roll them with them. Ooh, ooh, there's another punch. Ooh, ooh, it's early. Ooh, ooh, there's an airplane. Ooh, the problem ooh, is, is because we live... Well, actually, the planes that go over our buildings aren't... Commercial planes. They're not commercial planes. They're, they're all they're private. Planes. They're all private planes, which I'm like, what are you guys and they always doing? Makes, they always, yeah, they're so loud. The little, like, old school biplanes. Because they're always, like, they're either, like, commercial, like, private jets or they're, like, kind of funky vintage planes. They're, they're, so, I mean, people who are learning to get their pilot's license and stuff learn at the Santa Monica airport, right. which is what the planes that we're hearing. And all of those planes are, like, like... I've, I think we said this before on the podcast, but when Harrison Ford crashed his plane in Pinmar Golf Course, that's in our neighborhood. That's crazy. I always <laughs> forget about that. Yeah. So that that is how it happened. He took off from the Santa Monica Airport and then crashed into the Pinmar Golf Course. He just crashed. <laughs> I know. And survived. Was that a bad crash? No, I think he just crash landed. I don't think he like it didn't explode, obviously, because he's so dramatic, still doing movies. Plane so crash. I know. Very drama. Big drama. It didn't happen while I was in the neighborhood, which makes me disappointed because like. Very scandalous. Bitch, I wanted to be here for that drama. Been the talk of the town. Talk of the town. Talk of the neighborhood. Am I right? It really would have. Um, so what have we been up to last week, Will? Nothing. My allergies are going crazy. My eyes are <laughs> killing me. I'm sneezing nonstop. It is officially spring. <laughs> And I'm suffering. <laughs> Spring has sprung and Will is suffering. Yeah. Why haven't we ordered Claritin online yet? Well, you should do that. Why haven't we? Because we've know. said it the last week and a half. You know what, though? It's not that it's not as bad. It's not that bad this year, I will say. Uh, yeah. But I I'm, think- trying to, I'm trying to see the positive side of it. <laughs> I'm trying to see the positive side of it. I don't want to be allergies. negative. No, but you know, I don't think you have to suffer for for for. For nothing. I think you no, can. No, I do need to get some clarity. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's a. I was in denial a, for a while because I was right. like, maybe this year, like, I just won't get it. I think you say that every single year. But it does sometimes skip a year. And you're like, sometimes. oh, I remember I had one year and I was like preparing for it. And then it came and I was like, oh. Not even bad. Not even a problem. What is this? Feel the rain on your skin. Feel the pollen no raining down upon you. me. I was just walking out. I was like a Claritin ad. <gasps> Whoa. Where they peel back the film and then your wife is just clear. No. And, and you get like to- I'm walking in the green field. So I'm like smelling all the flowers. Right. And it's really saturated and there's a blue sky. Right. That's me. We're talking about, by the way, we're but talking about the same the Claritin. Claritin ad. I, oh. We're talking about the same ad. Because oh. they peel off a film and then they're walking in a beautiful meadow. Like They peel off a film of what? Like, you know how, like, on the electronics, there's, like, a film over the top of things? They and pull it off his eyes? <laughs> how do I describe this? It's like a filter. It's like an animation that makes everything... A film everything... over the display. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, it looks like everything's blurry, and then they peel back the film. And it's, it's like, beautiful. And it's beautiful. And it's like, like, you know, if you have allergies, you feel fuzzy. It's the same thing. I wouldn't. It's not what I would say, but fine. It's the same thing. I promise. I'm not lying to you. It's an ad. I get it with the eyes. Uh, yeah. Fly in my eyes. 
you can have, see clearer. Yeah. You can see clearer. Because they're so watery. Now like, you the can't, pollen you know. is gone. You know what's funny, though? I woke up today with eye gunk. <laughs> I woke up today and I went to go kiss Will because he's like getting up and he makes coffee because he's the best. He makes coffee for both of us. Um, and I turned to like go say good morning to you. And my eye was completely shield- sealed shut by like pollen gunk. You might have it as well. I you might I, have a little bit of. I get a tiny amount of it. Yeah. I can tell when I run because I get really phlegmy. But that's yeah, it's it. hard to run outside at the moment. This is a really cute way to start the podcast. Me talking about my eye gunk yeah, and my phlegm. And my inhaler. Oh, my God. Will's inhaler. You you know what? Nothing better in your life than the inhalers I, yeah. and the mouth guard. I'm, I'm a walking nerd. Yeah. But you're hot. I'm a stereotypical nerd. But I just hot. eat tape from my glasses and then I'll be there. That's fine. I'll have you all to myself. I'm very happy with that. I'm super cool with that. Yeah, not sad. Yeah. Um, okay, Will, what's our first topic? What do we have? What do we have on the docket? Okay, well, our first segment is... The Weekly Idiot. Mm, you're so dumb. Okay, who's the Weekly Idiot this week, Will? Um, the Weekly Idiot this week mm-hmm. is... Um, I don't know who's the idiot. I don't know if it's... <laughs> it's an ambiguous <laughs> there idiot There are a lot situation. of idiots in this story. <gasps> okay. So basically, um, in California, there are a bunch of skate parks everywhere. This is, so this, what actually happened isn't an isolated incident. Right. This happened at a number of skate parks. Okay. So um, obviously, California, big skateboarding culture, especially right. in um, Venice, Santa Monica, uh, Pasadena, all over Los Angeles, California. Lots of skate parks. Um, and a lot of like uh, a lot of street skate parks where it's like not necessarily a closed off skate park, but just, just like this kind of smooth, concrete area where yeah. people kind of hang out. And and um, it's like an easy place to just go and skateboard with your friends. Yeah. If you're. Yeah. Whatever. Um, so uh, in response to the coronavirus, uh, the California government, I guess, uh, Los Angeles County has um, decided to fill in a number of the skate parks with sand to prevent people from skateboarding, which actually it does make a lot of sense. It's like a deterrent. You're keeping people from because gathering. you can't you can't skate on sand. Yeah, like, there's no there's no way you can do it. You you would have a very ho- bad horrible time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do understand that the some logic. bright spark. Yeah, at the office was like. I just feel it with sand. And I get it too, because you don't we don't want people skating in no, the Venice. And, and you like, don't want people hanging out and it or drawing make sense. a crowd because if no. anyone's here that's kind of still touristy and is stuck here, they're gonna be like, Well, let's go down to the Venice Canal. Yeah, because and- if you go down to the Venice Beach skate park in the in the middle of summer, it is bustling. Dude, it's, it's a crowd. It's filled with so many people. They're like it's I mean fun we, to watch. it's really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but we need to not have fun like that right yes, now. Yes, yes. No, no fun. fun. No, no fun. fun. No fun. No. Um yeah, okay, so the government have filled these parks with sand. And in response, <laughs> um, some people have taken dirt bikes <laughs> <laughs> to said skate parks and have made their own little <gasps> dirt bike rally. This makes me laugh so hard. And last night when Will told me this, <laughs> last night when he told me this, he did the motion of what it would be like to be in one of the swimming pools as one of the, the dirt bike riders. And it made me laugh so hard. Oh my gosh. I wish there was a visual element to this podcast because it made me laugh there, so hard. So I saw there was like a video of like a couple kids on dirt bikes just go around like all the ramps and doing it. And it's so funny because it has effectively become like 
A dirt, a, a dirt, dirt bike, bike park. Park? Because everything is covered in sand. Everything is like as it should be when you're on a dirt bike. It's just, it's so funny that like. It went so wrong. It went, it so, went wrong. so wrong. And I don't think you could predict that. No. No. <laughs> like, you're, it makes me laugh. You're, it's like it was... you're getting rid of one. Like, it's like you're you're driving away one, like, pattern of migration. Like, it's like birds or something. Yeah. You're like, you're trying to keep the skateboarders away. So you're like, shoo, shoo. Yeah. And then suddenly this giant <laughs> horde of dirt bikes. Yeah. You're in. like, you're, you're, I mean, as the government, you must be like, okay, we've. We fixed that issue. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. And then next week, yeah, a bunch of dirt bikers <laughs> going around doing fucking jumps. Donuts and stuff. I mean, more that- power to them, I guess, for 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 going for that. What do you mean? For the government to, well, to try for to- everyone involved. I mean, yeah. the fact that people had dirt bikes and were, <laughs> and were ready to just go to the skate parks and make that happen. I mean, don't... Obviously, if they're going with friends, that's a no-no. Yeah. I don't want... Like, they shouldn't... No one should be going out in public with no, friends. Nobody, no, nobody should be doing it, period. But I'm just <laughs> saying, like, people do... People, like, make do it's with what so they can. It's funny. It's just so funny that someone saw that and was like... Oh, I could ride my dirt I could, bike. In I that. could dirt bike that. <laughs> I, could dirt, I could dirt bike that. Yeah, it's, it was really funny. And then also, I saw actually, because um, you know you can't stop a group of skateboarders wanting to skate. Yeah. Um, they came with like shovels and were just like just digging up the sand. No. And, and cleaning it out. No. Yeah. By hand. Dude. And in order to fill the skate parks with sand, you can see the videos online, they have to get these, like, massive trucks to deposit yeah. the sand. Because a lot of these skate parks are really, really big. It's a swimming pool. You're filling a swimming pool with sand. Yeah, and you can't, you know, you, can, you have to put a lot of sand in to yeah. make it not usable. Yeah. Because like if it's a little bit, pounds. you just kind of push to the side. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, you're filling the bottom and, like, almost to the middle lip. Because, like, you're trying to just get rid of any... I will say, I understand, I get the punk rock attitude of, like, ain't nobody gonna tell us... I'm gonna skate. You can't keep me off my board. But you can also... How about just... You can skate by yourself. You can skate down your neighborhood. (laughs) It's just maybe not in the really public touristy areas. Because they... I mean, there aren't really any tourists right now. But, I mean, Abbott Kenny is, like, a dead zone. Yeah. When was last time... I mean, we haven't been there in weeks, but... Last time we were there, it was a dead zone. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess if you're just a singular skater who's skating around, you'd be like, oh, man, they filled my pool hole. I know. Yeah, but. Pool hole. My pool hole. But I get it. They're trying to discourage people from. from it's it's weird, though, because how quickly are they going to get rid of the sand once all of this blows over? I don't know. How do you get rid of all that? Do you have, like, a massive vacuum suck it all up? Yes. You have, like, a supervillain style vacuum tube. I don't know. That, that does something like that. Yeah, it's kind of a nightmare. Yeah, because it's, it's the a problem is with sand is, like. Like, if you Doesn't get like fuck with your skateboard too. Well, yeah, I mean, like, gets in all your wheels and your bearings and stuff. But like, if you're like, if you only have a tiny bit of sand, that's still gonna fuck you up. Because you know, the biggest joke of skateboarding is like a tiny pebble. Yeah, throw it's you not off. gonna be the big rock that fucks you. It's a tiny little piece of gravel that gets in there, and then you just go flying off. You break your ankle. So yeah, yeah I mean, if there's like even a little bit of sand left, I feel like that would be pretty dangerous. Actually, yeah, yeah. like it's more dangerous. I think it's going to be more dangerous if they don't clean it up properly. Yeah. Because skateboarders are just going to They're going to go. Yeah, they're going to go down there and just skate until something bad happens. Yeah, but I mean, listen, I think it probably was a good idea in principle. Yeah. But 
It's just so, it hasn't worked out that way. No, it's just so I can't get over. It. Like, <laughs> who's the weekly idiot? It, there's not really a weekly idiot. It's just people so, are just trying to make the best of a bad situation. Yeah, I mean, skaters shouldn't be skating right now, in, and dirt in bikers shouldn't be and dirt, dirt biking. biking. Shouldn't be dirt biking, and then yeah, the, maybe the the LA County or the government should have. Just left maybe it. Maybe thought maybe this isn't going to work out. Or maybe like instead of doing sand, can't you just like rope it off with a barricade? Or do you think the skaters no, would they been, just jump over it? Would they just be too punk rock for that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, skaters like their whole thing jump jump into people's backyards and skate the pools. That's true. Did you know actually that was how um, early skateboarders became early? A thing? Yeah, early. Like skate parks and balls became a thing. Was there was a big drought in Los Angeles in uh, the sixties, seventies. It probably was the sixties, and so it meant that um, all the pools in California had to be um, emptied. My brain's not working anymore. <laughs> uh, all the pools had to be emptied. Yeah. So um, I saw you're like you're puttering out towards the end. I saw your brain. Your brain just barely. You were like a dirt bike at the top of the, at the top of the sand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So all the pools had to be emptied, and um, so skateboarders like got word of this, and they just took advantage of it, and they were jumping people's fences. And, just and that's how, around. yeah, and people were just skating in actual pools. That's so cool. I and mean, even how, now, like, the whole actual skate parks look like pools. Yeah, they look like empty they're pools. just a bit more like smoothed out and defined, yeah. and they've like you know really nailed down what what that is. Yeah. But yeah, that's how that's how it all started. It was just because of a drought, and people were just taking chances. I mean, that's kind of cool. It's punk rock. It is punk rock. Yeah, and it was only in California, right? Like California is like the hub of. Of yeah, that was town. that. Yeah, that's yeah. Dogtown. Absolutely, era. and so mm-hmm. many people had pools, you know, and so many people do have pools in California. That's so cool. I don't know if people had more pools in the sixties or seventies. Feels like a very seventies. I know. Yeah. Uh huh. It does feel like a seventies thing but to have, have an in-ground pool. Yeah. 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 Well, it's a California thing, isn't it? The economy was probably booming at that yeah, time. Yeah, there are probably a lot of pools. But yeah, that actually made like a like another. I, there was a film about it called Laws of Dogtown, uh, but that would be like an interesting. Film I'd watch about that again. We were just trying to find the right pool to skate in. Yeah, that'd be cool. Did you ever? You never dropped in fully, did you? I tried to drop in. Okay, I was going to ask you what your relationship was because I knew you're a big in skater. To like, you're a big skater. Yeah, but you didn't like dropping into like high, crazy. You weren't I, like a risk taker. Well, I mean, you were, but you weren't. I tell you what. What? I tell you what. What? I would do some pretty crazy ramps when I was younger. Uh-huh. But when I tried to do like the mini ramp, which was like the half pipe, uh-huh. uh, I like bailed and fucked up my legs. <laughs> Did you? So I stopped. I basically like didn't do that again. But I know that like, it is pretty common when you're dropping into To fuck up the first time. Up. And you have to have, the, the one thing people say is like, if you don't have complete confidence in dropping in, you're fucked. You will fail. Oh, that's it's really me. scary. And it's painful. Painful. That's the thing. I'd be scared. But also, the other problem is with like a half pipe is so you drop in mm-hmm. and you nail it. Mm-hmm. But then you just, you're, you're still going up. <laughs> that's the problem. Then you have to keep skating. And then, and then you go to a trick at the top to go back down. Yeah, because you picked up speed. So what are you going to do? Go flying off the other side? You got you. You would have to go up the top, do like a little 50-50 on the rail and come back down. So like you have to. Do you to, think you could do it? No, no, no. 
So, I mean, there was, there was no, I mean, how do people learn? I always wonder that. How do people learn how to do it? They just keep, they just keep doing it. They just keep doing it until you. Yeah. Oh my God. No wonder you can break so many bones. I, so I was more of like a street guy, if you will. Um, (laughs) Me, a street guy. But I did do uh, one big ramp called the ski jump. Whoa. That sounds pretty intimidating. The ski jump was like pretty crazy. Whoa. It was like this, like, it was like this. It was, it was pretty steep. It was like, it went all the way down. Uh-huh. And then at the end, it had a little... little roop. A little, like... Yeah, a little drop. So you go down, pick up speed, so and then you get... you off And you get, you get air. Yeah, flick you off in you the end. You get proper air, and then you land, and you go down. Whoa. Is that cool? You, you're you reliving some real nice memories but, right no, now. No, but I remember how terrified I was, because you all climbed to the top on the ladder, and then you're all just, like, waiting to go down it, because you're really high up. Really high up. When it starts, the ski slope? Yeah. Whoa. And you pick up loads of speed and then it just goes. Whoosh. Did you ever bail out and just fuck? Oh, 100%. Fuck your body? 100%. Really? Yeah. Did you ever break a bone? You said you've never broken a bone. No, I didn't break a bone. Will's in the no bone break group. Did you know that's a thing? Did I tell you that? It's a subreddit. Never broke a bone. No, I know. I know. It's like a coveted thing. I did. I did injure myself a lot though. I had so many bruises on my legs. I don't know how. You must have been drinking lots of milk. Your bones be strong. I think it was more so like you become like more immune to pain when yeah, you're but, skateboarding. But your bones don't know you're in pain. Your bones either break or they don't. No, but I'm just saying like I, without yeah without breaking any bones. I'm just saying like if you're skateboarding every day and you're a, you're like 14, yeah, 15, yeah, you like you don't even think about if it. If you like hit your leg like, ah. but it's like autopilot. You then you're like oh, whatever. But now if you did, I'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't imagine your mom being like, yes, go skate, honey. Enjoy. She must have just been like, oh, my God, of all the things you could choose, you well, choose the one that has, like, the most head injuries know, and broken legs. I had so many of my friends that skated. Like, yeah. All of my childhood friends growing up with skates. So. It's cool to see you skate now because I can see you, like, going back to that time when you were younger because when you skate, you're still really good at it. Like, I can tell that you did it for years and years and years and years because yeah. you can just – you skate around. It's like a second. It's like second legs, yeah. which is so funny because I mean this in like the sweetest way. You're I'm not, uncoordinated. You're not a very coordinated person. Yeah. You have you don't have very good like um, spatial awareness. So it's really funny that you're very good at skateboarding. Yeah, it, and I'm terrible at it. I, I know, I, and you've got really good balance. I but I panic all the time. Yeah, I was a cheerleader. I have like good balance. No, I know you do. I have terrible, and I'm good at yoga. I'm good at all of that. I am terrible on a skateboard. I have had multiple, like, I've gotten to a certain point where I will skate, like, a mile and a half away from the house, and I turn to Will, and I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm so bad at this. I think it's just... It's being confident on it. Being confident, and like you said, like, some like riding a bike. Like, once you have a feel for what it feels like, then you're fine. Yeah. You know? I think I get nervous that I'm going to, like, it's going to, like, whoop out from under me, and I'm just going to break my face in half. If it like hits a pebble or something, yeah, it would, like slide, slide, yeah, yeah. That's only if you're going slow. You know, the problem is, is you, if you, your instinct is to want to go slow, yeah, your instinct so you is don't to hurt yourself, exactly, exactly. But then yeah. that's exactly but, what will yeah, hurt you. Yeah, because if you're if you're picking up, you know, a good amount of speed, you'll go over any like little pebble. You'll be fine. That well, that's the funny thing is the one time I like 
hurt myself. I didn't really hurt myself, but I, like I went into the splits on the sidewalk. Yes, because you were going. It's I was just going, you were really, going really, slow. really slow. You're just coasting, and then, I was going super slow. Yeah. And that's that's what happened. I like went into some really awkward splits, nearly like yeah, ripped my legs. In but half. you know what? When you were doing it properly, I was going pretty fast. Like a year or two years ago, yeah. you were doing pretty well. I, I think you okay. started to get the hang of it. Yeah. Yeah. I would like I would and I'm seriously without any shame. I would try skateboarding again if I could wear the full pads. Oh, yeah. I would wear the full pads and then go skateboarding because that just makes me feel better. I like I I like the pads. But it is one of those things where I feel like I can't imagine having to learn to skateboard now. Yeah. It's one of those things like, like riding a bike. You do as a kid and then you like you you just learn you how to do it, you just absorb it. it so quickly. Yeah. And then when you're older, it's like, oh, yeah, this is just so easy. Yeah. Well, yeah. when was the last time you rode a bike? Oh, not for, not for a long time. See, that's what I was thinking, is that actually, in a weird way, we're swapped. We're like, I never learned how to skateboard, but you always skateboarded and never really rode bikes. Yeah, and actually, for a while, I, like, couldn't... <laughs> Couldn't probably ride a bike. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people because can't. I was distracting and really uncoordinated. So like, but when isn't I would that weird? Get on a bike, I like you just fall over. Yeah, I couldn't balance yourself. Balance myself, but now my my balance is pretty is a lot better. Than oh it, yeah, a lot better than how it was. Oh yeah. So I think I'd be fine. But wait, you know what I just remembered? I had a BMX bike when I was younger. So did I for a while. I had the one that would flip. You could flip your handlebars. Yeah. And I tried to do it. I would do wheelies and yeah. stuff. So actually, I used to be a BMX girl. Yeah. I used to be a BMX I used, girl. I used to go to um, BMX parks. Oh, my God. With my, That's lit. From, from, you were either a skateboarder or a BMXer. Whoa. And you couldn't be anything in between. And it was like all the skateboarders would like hate the BMXers because Whoa. the skate park would close just for BMXers. Oh, my God. You couldn't have them both together because it was like... That was a proper hazard because people yeah. would like just run into, smash each, into other. each other. Yeah, uh-uh. so I'd be like, oh, there's like damn like BMXers. Like, Those damn BMXers. And my friend Sam, he had a BMX bike, and I was like, why are you BMX? Like, you used to skate. Like, I don't understand. Like, <gasps> and so I started BMX and just to see what I was like. Um, I could do like that trick where like you get on the front on the um the handlebars or like on the uh, the spokes. pegs the spokes yeah. The, yeah. And or like pegs, yeah. turn it around and like get back on it and do all that cool stuff. Whoa. But like BMX was like never my thing. Whoa. But like I got into it for a while. I fell and hit my clavicle on one of the of handlebars, and that was pretty much the end of it. That for was your me. BMX, the end of your BMX. Girl. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Yeah. No. I mean, no, that happened to me while I was in Florida on vacation. I like landed on a, some handlebars and it like ruined my day. So I was like, I'm never riding a I'm bike not a BMX again. anymore. I'm not a BMX girl. It's not who I am anymore. Ugh. Oh my God. So silly. Um, okay. Well. Uh, that is our weekly idiot. I mean, I don't know who is the idiot in this situation. It's more of just general hilarity. It seems like the plot of like, uh, like Arrested Development. Like the moment they get the skateboarders out, some, suddenly there's a wave of BMX babies coming in. Um, but anyways. Actually, I just had a memory, which I completely forgot about, of BMX in school. It- I, I would BMX to school. In your school? Yeah. I'd be at my school. Oh my God. You're such a little shit. You're such a little shit. Going to your school on a BMX bike? Yeah, I did it. I remember. That's so oh funny. Oh my God. I completely forgot about that. Oh my God. And I used to love it. Oh my God. The problem God. with BMXs is like you can't really go long distances. It's kind of uncomfortable. Well, it's a really little bike. Yeah. It's little. Yeah. You wouldn't. You were a long boy as well. You're still a long boy. 
So, you know. Wow. I'm very cool. Very cool. Okay, well, are we okay. ready for our next segment? Yes, 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 yes. Okay, well, I am in charge, toot toot, on this next voyage to... Go, go science. science! Let's go, science! Um, yeah, so something very interesting has happened. I mean, obviously... Tourism is sort of shot right now. You know what I mean? Like people aren't really getting a chance to go out and see new sites and and all of the fun things. I actually found this article because I was looking at National Geographic and they were talking about a lot of different ways that you could still get outside without mm-hmm. leaving your home, which sounds like a weird Orwellian future. But at the same time, this is where we are. Um, and I saw this little article at the very bottom of what the National Geographic was talking about that was talking about. Um, uh, the Faroe Islands, which is a sovereign state from Denmark. Yeah. It's uh, in between Norway and Iceland. And it's this really beautiful, if you've never seen pictures of the Faroe Islands, it is a huge. beautiful. Yes, it's beautiful. And also it's like a huge uh, tourist tourism draw yeah. for them. It's it's huge. They're one of their biggest um money makers yeah. is just tourism. People coming by and wanting to see beautiful untouched landscapes. And also you can see, if you're lucky, you can see the Northern Lights um during like Northern Light season. Hell yeah. Uh which is primarily in the winter. Still so bummed we didn't see the Northern Lights. Northern Lights. We were we were in a Norway during so Northern Lights season. We were like right we were really smack dab in the middle of it, which is the really and every day I was part. looking up like please no, where are you? Where are you? Um, they apparently were there like two days before. Oh we yeah, there. that was such a, that was that, that was, was so such shitty. a gut punch. It was yeah. like we um, we were in the Lofton Islands. Yeah, we were in the Lofton Islands, and in order to get to Lofton Islands from the airport, it take it's like a five or six hour drive. It's quite a long time. Yeah, and so in order to break it up, I was like, oh, what if for the first night we um, <laughs> stop off halfway and um, stay out, stay at an Airbnb, and it made sense because. Driving six hours is gross, and we been on the plane. Yeah, I think it was closer to seven hours. But then, <laughs> the next day we arrived, and um, <laughs> they were like, "Oh yeah, last night we had the most crazy display of Northern Lights. I've never seen anything like it in all my years." Then the of whole living sky here. was lit up. <laughs> and we were like, "What? No!" And then for the rest of the week we were there, there was nothing. So you're like, "Fuck that! <laughs> that sucks." <laughs> They gotten it all out in that one go. Ugh, we oh. have to. We have to go back. It's so embarrassing. Oh, and I just love it because they're like, "Oh yeah, it was beautiful." <laughs> yeah. I missed something. I mean, I didn't know that the Northern Lights was so temperamental. Oh, I thought yeah. like during Northern Lights season, it was is that. No. Where does it go? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what it is. Well, we we're not going to go into the Northern Lights because it'll take way too long yeah. to explain it. But anyways, um, so the Faroe Islands yes. because now they're losing out on tons of tourism. Um, they are doing this crazy thing where you can go on virtual tours of the Faroe Islands, but not just not just like Google Maps, you know, a, a robo camera walking uh-huh. around. They are taking people, volunteers, well, people who are working um, for the tourism board, mm-hmm. putting GoPros on their heads, giving them uh, headphones, and they're giving you a little controller. You literally control someone walking around and hiking through the Faroe Islands. See, I love that it's in so principle. Cool. Yeah. But how does like a command on your phone, like write, mm-hmm. like you hit write, mm-hmm. then... Tell the person walking to go, I need to take a right here. They hear it in their headphone. 
But then, like, it's a command. But then I, so I, I think as an idea, that's great, Mm -hmm. and it sounds it's so futuristic. And they also have a jump button, so you make people jump. That's a real thing. They have a jump button. But I mean, like the if I'm if I'm turning right. I'm turning right. If I want to turn right, it's how like, right am I yeah, turning? Yeah, you're turning at a specific angle, and you're walking at a certain pace. Like, how do you tell the person that you want to do that movement? I mean, here's the thing: it's not really my problem. I pay the money, and then they they have figured out a system to make it work. I'm just saying, like, if I hit right, and then they go they go too far right, and I'm like, no, no, no just left, 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 go left, left, a little bit further, flat. <laughs> like. It would be hard to... It seems like it's more of a gimmicky thing. Yeah. It doesn't seem... I don't. I can't imagine that that many people are doing this very seriously. But I think it's a way to stimulate their economy. I think it's a way to, like, still participate in tourism, even with everything being shut up. And I think it's a way for people to, like, see the Faroe Islands, even if they can't travel. So is this just something... Just during the coronavirus. Uh, I'm assuming it's just during the coronavirus. I think that this is something that is just to kind of take the place of in-person it's really, it's visitors. Really, it's a really fun idea. And I think also you're you're paying for the service. How much does it cost? I actually don't know. It didn't say. I think uh, it says that you can you can get a consultation. Uh, you can get a consultation. Like, what if, uh, how much would it be for you to go up that crazy cliff? Yeah. Go up there. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I feel like this is going to turn into a weekly idiot segment where suddenly someone's like asking someone to jump off a cliff. Yeah, it's like um, <laughs> it's like the old like uh, Tom Tom Satnav thing yeah. where it's like, yeah. oh, the road's saying I should go this way, so I'm going to go this way. You just yeah. go off the cliff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Michael Scott just going go into the lake. Straight, straight, straight. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Plummet exactly. into death. Indeed. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, but it seems cool. It's it's interesting how people are sort of... Trying to make the, the best out of bad situation. Yeah, yeah. And it was really interesting, too. If anything, I would watch the video um, of... If you just look up Faroe Islands uh, Tourism Board or Faroe Islands Tours on YouTube, there's like a minute and a half video of... Uh, uh, a politi- I think it's a politician from Denmark. I can't remember who it is, but she's describing why and what mm-hmm. the the tour is going to be, and it's kind of comedic and really cute, and it's just kind of fun. I would I would watch it just because it's you also get some beautiful footage. Yeah, of the Faroe it's Islands. funny actually because people would just try and do it as like a novelty thing. So yeah. it sounds really fun. Yeah, I mean I'm interested in it because I just want to know how it works. And then also I guess just f- for them it like. Yeah, it gives them some press. Yeah. The Faroe Islands. Yeah. Um, that's cool. I, I I like when YouTube does the 360 thing where you mm-hmm. can move the phone around. Yeah. And I think that's that's always really sick. When people can pull that off. Yeah. Yeah, because I always remember, I remember Louie for the longest time, he fun for Louie, would like walk around and have one of these giant rigs. He did a couple of them in Venice Beach. So if you ever wanted to like watch some good like yeah I can't remember how we traveling did. videos well they would have a it was a, like a GoPros attached around like an orb and that would basically capture things from every single angle and it yeah, was also like used, multiple GoPros right? and it was also wide uh, wide lenses so mm-hmm. everything was uh, wide angle and then when you piece it all together it would there was yeah. a software that you had that would seamlessly piece all of those different yeah, clips it. together um, and then yeah you get this crazy 360 view I still think that is like a very incredible technology that needs to be 
fine-tuned a little bit yeah. more. I feel like people haven't looked at that in a while, or maybe they haven't. I just haven't been keeping up with it. But People are lazy, and people don't want to have to, like, you know... It was a lot of effort. Move your phone, like... Yeah. And also, like... Yeah, to do it technically is like Louis would spend kind of, so long like editing those videos, and I remember that being like just a crazy thing to do. And then they also had, I think they had a live stream that you could watch for a while that was in the middle of Venice Beach. Yeah, I would be interested in kind of like looking around and taking advantage of a lot of those that like maybe at the time I was like, oh, I like travel content, but like oh, I have like a busy life. Am I right? Yeah, it's a novelty. Yeah, to be a myth, but it is cool, definitely. Yeah, I mean, now I want to do it. Now I want to look through all of that. Thousand yeah, percent. It's, it's really really cool. It's it's yeah. It's like a more like rudimentary version of virtual reality, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It is sort of yeah. It's but but the funny thing is is that VR loses its uh mystique and fun when you see the cracks in it mm-hmm. and you usually see that pretty quickly on older technology whereas if you had like a VR that was actually taking real footage of the outside world that would be the ultimate VR wouldn't it well yeah i think the only probably the biggest hurdle they probably need to overcome is with VR is probably like the walking thing definitely yeah i want an omni treadmill yeah. bitch i you tell me when i can invest in an omni treadmill yeah. i am there but, i will play fallout on an omni treadmill happily yeah get my steps but in i love it i was gonna say the other main thing is that um well we have that the playstation vr headset which isn't actually that good no <laughs> but we it, paid a lot of money when for you it, put it that, that good. the headset on so you can like see all the pixels in the display. Yeah. When they find a way to make that, like... Seamless, seamless. As high definition as they possibly can, it's going to be really weird for it to just, like... Yeah. Be... You just... You would just feel like you're there. Because at the moment, even though sometimes it works, it does feel like you're looking at a display every now and again. Yeah. It doesn't feel like you're, like, immersed in it. You know what had me immersed, though? When we did VR... I don't remember if it was at Ollie's apartment or Joe's apartment... But we did that that uh, Beat Saber. But with the HTC Vive with, thing. With the Vive that was that running. That was amazing. But see, I think that's where, because we, we haven't, that is the only uh, truly sort of like updated, updated version, version that we've tried. Because the PlayStation isn't releasing new updates to that. They're not. No, I would, you would need to invest in it. It's hard for people to invest in it. But we're going to do that when we move. Y'all, if you don't think that we're gonna get a proper little gaming room now that I'm a gaming, ga- now that I'm a now that I'm a gamer girl, we did the VR thing in Japan. Which VR thing in Japan? Uh, oh, that the was tower sick. thing. And you know what? I completely forgot that where was, it was. That was really cool. I completely forgot where that it was. That was really cool. We played this game called like Tower Assault or something like that, and it it immediately immerses you, and you can like walk around the room, and you like hide behind. Pillars. Yeah, it was me and Arden, just me and Arden one on one against each other, and you're just you can like shoot at each other, and you're trying to like. It was so fun. Yeah, that was really great. That was really really fun. Was that in Shibuya or was that in Akihabara? Akihabara. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was so cool. Damn, I want to go back to Japan now. <laughs> I want to go back to Japan so badly. Can we please get Hey Pharaoh Islands? Can you contact Japan and get them to do the same thing? Then the next big thing is going to be AR, not VR. I think AR is going to be... Augmented reality. I think the AR thing is going to, like... Revolution. If I could hedge hedge my bets... Uh-huh. Is that right? Yeah, hedge your bets. Hedge, hedge my bets on anything, it would be the AR thing. Really? Yeah. I'm excited for it, but I'm also Apple nervous about it. it. Are they? I mean, of course they are. I'm not surprised by that. Okay, so I think we should probably move on to our next topic. If you diggity down, and I think it's 
you have the next topic. I'm digging deep. Down. Yeah, I'm going to pull it up to make sure I know the facts. Okay, cool. But our next segment is... Critters! Critters! And I think this is a, a very interesting one about a potential species that was seen to be maybe extinct and now maybe not extinct. Yeah, so I read this article recently about it. So, um... The Tasmanian tiger. Ooh. Which is just a fucking sick name. Yeah, it really is. Um, There's been a number of reports and articles about it recently. So, uh, Tasmanian tiger. It's, uh, if you guys haven't looked at what a Tasmanian tiger looks like, you should. Aren't they really small and grizzled? I'll show you what it looks like. I want to see what they look like. And actually, you know, all these pictures are really old because... It's supposedly been extinct for, like, hundreds of years. Oh. But, like, that's what it looks like. Oh, my God. Wait, 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 wait. I've I've heard about this. I've heard about this. Like, look at that. It looks crazy. It doesn't even look like a tiger. It looks like a combination of a tiger and, like, a wild dog. Yeah. It's you know like a I wolf mean? with with tiger stripes. It's so cool. It's literally like the missing link between cats and dogs. I know. It's really, isn't it? It's really crazy. It's such a cool... Look up some pictures of it because there is like some really um, like uh, Charles Darwin looking ass illustrations of it, which makes it look so cool. Um, it's very interesting. So wait, it was... Was it... So le- was the it last one was captured in, extinct? Yeah. So it's supposedly extinct. It was last captured in 19... 19- uh, 33, and I think okay. the last one uh, died in captivity. The last one. 1933. Yeah. Wow. So it's been Extinct. like 90 years. Yeah. Um, but recently, actually, over the last uh, 10 years, or actually, I think over the last 50 years, there's been like little reports coming in of people saying that they've seen it. Kind of like, like a Bigfoot phenomenon. Right, where it's like, where, what's this weird strappy dog? Yeah, but not like... <laughs> But not like, you know, Bigfoot hunters, like actual park rangers and people that are reliable coming in and being like, I fucking see. Mm-hmm. I, I saw one. Mm-hmm. I saw one in the forest. It was there. Yeah. This crazy thing. It was there. Yeah. Um, and so there's been a number of articles coming out just about these sightings. Uh, let me just read one of the most recent ones. Um, let's find it. It's interesting to me, too, because I always wonder, I need to look up the classification of extinction versus endangered because um, I'm pretty sure, and I, I could be wrong about this, but if if a species is considered extinct, there can still be some alive. It's just such a small amount that they would not be able to carry on the species into the next generation. I'm yes. assuming that's what the distinction is. I could be wrong about that, but... I thought that there was still, there could be a minute amount, just like how the white rhino is extinct, technically speaking, even though there are still some in captivity. I could be wrong. Yes. Yeah. So it was extinct in the 1930s in the state of Tasmania. Mm-hmm. And I really want to, I want to go to Tasmania. Tasmania sounds. Pretty sick. Sick. Pretty Probably because I really liked the Tasmanian devil when I was younger. You, were you a big Tasmanian Taz. devil fr- fan? Yeah. Did you wait? Is Tasmanian devil? Is that? Um, it's different. Is that Looney Tunes? Yeah. Is that Looney Tunes? And those like they're like really terrifying animals. Yeah. <laughs> they look really scary. Well, I mean, have you heard about them? They're like the badasses of the animal world. Really? Yeah. They're like they do not give a single fuck. They're brutal. 
They're super brutal. There's something about like their jaws lock when they bite down on something. Their jaws just lock. Okay. And they never let it go. They're not. Uh, well, I looked up actually. I looked up a picture of them uh, yesterday while I was researching this. They're little. They're they're little, but they're like they're little beasts. They're gnarly. They're gnarly. <laughs> um, so the Department of uh, Conservation and Land Management recorded 203 reports of sightings of. The thylacine, which is the like technical name, okay, mm-hmm. uh, in Western Australia from 1936 to 1998. Mm-hmm. So 200 reports of sightings in uh, over the course of 70 years. Dude, that's like, but 200 reports isn't that many reports. No, no, but it's <laughs> enough for people to be like, hmm, that's why, weird... do, why do people keep like talking about this animal? Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1982, a researcher with the Tasmania Parks and Wildlife Service observed what he believed to be a thylacine for three minutes during the night at a site oh my near, god uh arthur river in north and western tasmania can you imagine how cool that would be yeah if you're the person who gets to see it again for three minutes oh my god um in uh 2017 uh 580 camera traps were deployed in north queensland by james cook university after two sources reliable sources and out uh an experienced outdoorsman and a former park ranger reported having seen a thylacine there in the 1980s and have been too embarrassed to tell anyone. What does that mean they're too embarrassed to tell well, anyone? Well, I think because it probably, like... if It's like a ghost story at this point. Yeah, it's a little bit like it's a little bit like the Bigfoot thing. Like, right. you're, you're not... If you're, like, a reliable park ranger, explorer, you're not going to be like, oh, yeah, like, I definitely saw him because people look at you like you're crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so because of that, because these people came out and said it, they distributed 580 camera traps. Um... And they didn't find anything. But, but also, interesting. Accord- yeah. Because yeah. also, if you're saying that it would be, it would go against their reputation for them to bring this up in the first place, then I highly doubt someone who is a legitimate park ranger, ranger would lie about seeing something or like bluff about it. They clearly saw it, right? Yeah. yeah. In 2017. Yeah, and, and no, they saw they saw it in the eighties, but they oh. they reported it in twenty seventeen. But oh. oh, weird! According to the Department of Primary Industries, there have been eight unconfirmed thylacine sighting reports between twenty sixteen and twenty nineteen. So in the last uh, three years, there's been kind of years, a boom. There's been a number of sightings in the area. That's encouraging. Yeah, because I don't feel like it's not. Um, Obviously, people know about this animal, and but it's such a shocking animal to see. It's really bizarre looking. If you look up a picture of it, you'll understand what I'm talking about. But it's it's bizarre looking enough that it would stick out in your mind as as seeing this animal. Um, and the way that you would describe it is so distinct. It's not something that you could get mixed up with a regular tiger. Yes, you know, it's it, yeah, it's it's really. It's a really odd-looking animal. It's a dog cat. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dog cat tiger. It's such a bizarre animal. So um, as a result of all of this, there have been a number of rewards as well offered to find it. Really? So in 1983, American media mogul Ted Turner offered $100,000 as reward for proof of the existence That's of it. That's cool. And a letter sent in response to an inquiry by the thylacine searcher in 2000 indicated that uh, the reward had been withdrawn. But in March 2005, <laughs> Australian news magazine The Bulletin, as part of its 125th anniversary celebrations, offered a $1.25 million reward for the safe capture of a live thylacine. Wait, they off? Sorry, what? After they offered that much money? Yeah, so in 2005, an uh, Australian news magazine offered $1.25 million reward for the safe capture of a thylacine. It's interesting because maybe, maybe I'm just 
um, I, maybe I'm not paying attention to Tasmanian culture, but maybe this maybe this uh, tiger is a lot more pertinent in in Queensland society than I knew or, you know, in Tasmanian know. Isn't society. It, isn't it weird? Yeah. I mean, you always like when people talk about the whole Bigfoot thing, mm-hmm. you're always like, well, if if there actually was a Bigfoot, surely you would be able to just find it. Yeah. But, and I guess this is the same thing, but I don't know how dense all that forest is. I don't know. I mean, I would imagine in Tasmania and Australia, like, there must be, like, thousands of miles of just, like... Oh, yeah. Crazy land that you would never, ever... You'd have no idea if anything was there. It's the same... Well, it's the same thing with Bigfoot. How would you ever know if he actually existed because the forests are so dense in America? Yeah. How would you ever know? I don't know. It doesn't, it's funny because it doesn't, when people talk about it, you're like, oh, come on, how difficult is it? But then when you're actually like in one of those forests, you're like, oh, this is Goes on for incredible. Age. That's why it's yeah. really fun to watch those Bigfoot documentaries because they're like, well, we worked, we searched this three mile stretch of, of uh, Bigfoot cave area <laughs> and that it didn't, it no, couldn't find nothing here. And it's like, honey, there is, there's a lot more space for someone to go hiding. It's so funny though. Even weirder would be like. Imagine if someone did just find Bigfoot. People would be like, Can you imagine? oh, that's fucking weird. Like, imagine, like, just imagine, like. Bigfoot comes out and he's like, I kind of just don't want to hide anymore. Yeah, but I'm imagine, like, how terrifying it would be if it was, like, you know, the in-between monkey-human thing. And he was massive. The missing link. Yeah, he was the missing link. Imagine, like, just finding it. People would be, it would be really disturbing. <laughs> wouldn't it? Because you don't imagine you. That's just like it's a it's a mystery. It's like you don't expect it to be able to be found. It's like same with like the Loch Ness monster. If they found it. You'd be like, um, okay, what the fuck is that? I think that's part of it, though, is that it will never be found. Yeah, and same thing with the Loch Ness monster. It'll never be found, and that's what makes it like a legend and makes it like fun to to even dream about. Is because it's just so ridiculous that you can go into it and dream as much as you want, but it's yeah. you're not gonna. He ain't gonna find. You it. ain't gonna find shit. But I hope we. But find the Tasmanian tiger, you might. You might, which is very exciting. So, were there any recent like recent sightings of it? That- the last one was 2018, mm-hmm. but I think um, in the last year or so that putting forwards uh, methods to try and work out what's going on. I mean, in 2017, they they put 580 cameras around the area and they didn't find anything. Mm. Um, I think there's 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 like little camera traps, so they're like motion censored. Right. So when something goes past it, it takes a picture. Right. But they didn't find anything. Mm. It'd be really, I would, I would be interested to, I don't know, if they kept it out there for a while, I wonder what they would find. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is like, if there, if it is out there, there's only going to be a, a small couple, handful. A handful, yeah, yeah. So it is like finding a needle in a haystack for sure. It's like yeah, I think it's crazy. I mean, it's crazy that it has survived for so long as a species. I know. It, I mean, theoretically, because we haven't seen pictures of it no. since. I yeah, mean, it could look completely different now. Yeah, it, the species could have changed. It could also. We don't know. We actually don't know if it still exists. Yeah. I mean, it'd be amazing if it did. Yeah. I mean, it's such a cool species of animal. It makes me sad thinking that it just doesn't exist anymore. But, I mean, there's hope for it. There's hope. Which is exciting. And with everyone staying indoors and not working and keeping off the land, maybe that maybe it'll help some of the species that are suffering right now. Oh yeah. I think about that sometimes. You know, on this beautiful, wonderful Earth Day week, you know, it's nice to ponder. Yes. To think over. 
Um, well, that's going to about do it for us today, party people. But thank you so much for listening. School, you have anything you'd like to add? Nope. Um, send us some stuff if you go out to the COMC podcast. Absolutely. On Twitter. Yeah. Um, and please leave a review if you like this podcast because it helps us. On iTunes. And yes, mm-hmm. on iTunes. Indeed. Um, uh, yeah, keep posted. We're, we're, I'm still doing the streaming thing, thousand billion percent on Twitch. So if you want to come hang with both uh, me and Will, uh, you're usually in the background of the stream. From 10 a.m. onward, we're hanging out. So we're please hanging come out. by. It's always fun playing a little animal crossing got a lot of new updates coming up recently um so definitely hang and uh thank you guys so much for listening yeah we'll thank talk you to you guys next week have a good week indeed goodbye bye